Welcome to this week from the Principal's Desk, a podcast about Lutheran schools and their leadership. This podcast is hosted by two Lutheran school principals. My name is Rob Lunack, and I'm the principal at Mount Calvary Lutheran School in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and my co-host is Mike Scheman. And my name is Mike Scheman, and I'm principal here at Bethany Lutheran School in Parma, Ohio. And uh, it's kind of fun, as we record this podcast, I know both Rob and I together, we, we're counting, we have like nine days and about three hours left of school, if I want to be really precise. We're getting down to the end, and uh, one of the things that always comes up for me is May is one of the craziest months of the school year. I'm sure I can see Rob nodding his head, and I know that a lot of administrators feel that same way that in May, I don't know, is it just me? The behavior seems to go off the rails a little bit. Um, you've got staff that have requests of uh, things for next year. So as a principal, you're kind of solidly in your body's in this year, your head's in the next year. And then you've got the band concert and the grad prep and the field day and the field trips and the picnics and the, oh my goodness, there's so much. But when I really stop and think about it, it's kind of like every single month has that kind of a thing in it as well. You know, you can say August is the back to school and September is your routine month and October is Thanksgiving, you know, Halloween. And I say Thanksgiving because it is in Canada um, and you're on Christmas before you know it and all of these things. And there's been times when I have lost sleep over the amount of things that I have to do. I just can't even stop my mind from moving forward with the million things and sometimes it wakes me up in the middle of the night. There's so much to do. And I'm thinking, oh, I've got to do this and I've got to do this. But then one of the most frustrating things is I get to work and go, all right, now what was I supposed to do? <laughs> so today, Rob and I thought we would talk a little bit about some productivity tips. I'm sure that there are a million different things that people do out there. And anything that you can do to help yourself is the key. But we want to encourage some some thinking along the lines of what does it mean to be productive for you and what are some mechanisms you can put in place to help you with that productivity? Yeah, and that, that for you part is the important part because I have spent, I'm going to be 34 here in a couple of weeks, and I have spent, you know, 27 of those years trying to do a bunch of stuff all the time and not keeping track of it really well. And I've tried apps and journals and little systems and there's not going to be one thing that works for everybody. But the thing I'll encourage you with is that you kind of got to plug away and hone it till you get something that does work for you as an individual, given your unique need situation and context. And I think one of the more discouraging parts of all that is a to-do list very often can turn into a list of things you didn't do. <laughs> You had great intentions and you put them on the list and then you go, oh, I didn't accomplish any of those things. And that that kind of weighs on us. And as a principal, you don't have enough time to do everything you think about doing because so much of our day-to-day -day is the immediate things. And then we're always living in the future and planning and, oh, we, I don't want to improve this. Oh, this thing could be better. And taking all of that as a whole... And if you did every idea that popped into your brain, I don't think you're going to be productive. So what you need at the outset of any good system is a good filter. That's, that's no matter what system you're using, I will say, look at all your tasks and put this filter through them. One, are they things you should be doing? Not every idea you have is an idea you should do. 
right? Two, is this something someone else could do? Maybe you have somebody on staff who's way better at X than you are. And maybe they love doing that thing. Delegate that. And then are there things that you want to do that you just can't do yet, right? And running everything in your brain through this little strainer at the outset before you even get into, hey, what system am I going to use? Because if you're anything like me, I will wake up at 2 in the morning with a great idea. I think. I think it's a great idea at 2 in the morning at least. And I write it down and I look at it the next morning and I go, oh, that's be great, but how am I going to do it? With what time? And sometimes I look at it and I go, what? Well, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> at least I know, so I wrote it down. But you can't, you can't do everything. Mike, what do you think about that? Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think one of the most important points that you hit on right there is what, what do you need to do and what should you do and what doesn't need to be done. I find that there's times when I, I pause and I reflect on this, realizing I'm spinning my wheels on something that is absolutely not a priority. And it may be on my to-do list. It may be something that's a nice to-do, but I think sitting back and saying, what are, you, what are your absolute priorities is really important because there are certain things that do need to get done and things that you're responsible for. And, and I try to make a couple of different lists for myself of what, what really has to get done today? What cannot wait? Uh, and of course, I'm going to prioritize those things, but sometimes those things can become all-consuming. And I've had it happen before where you get through a school year and realize all I've been dealing with is the tyranny of the urgent, and therefore the stuff that is important but maybe didn't happen in a day that keeps getting put on that back burner remains there. And I don't think that that's a healthy thing either. There's times when it's important to say, I'm going to be sitting down and looking at some longer term visioning, things that maybe don't have to happen today, but it's going to help down the road. Because if you don't do it today, it will become a priority at some point. And then by the time you get to it, maybe you could have done a better job with it. Maybe you could have thought it through more. Maybe you could have involved more people. Um, but for me, I think one of the things that can easily fall off plate is I, can, I could easily stay in my office every day, all day. No problem. And and work my tail off. I mean, I'm not checking Facebook and playing solitaire. It is serious business with all the things that need to happen. But really what's important, I mean, we talk about relationships in Lutheran school as the key, first with Jesus and then with others. We need to model that. So one of the things that I cannot lose is my time, my FaceTime with the kids, my FaceTime with the teachers. And so one of the things that I use on a regular basis is it's going to sound kind of funny, but I mean, I use my calendar in that regard. I actually block time in my calendar for things like, for me, it's, it's devotions and time with God has to be booked in my calendar. It's uh, being in the classrooms, going out and uh, just hanging out with kids or going on a field trip or those other things that are really important for me. I need them in my calendar because once I see it in my calendar, it's going to happen. I mean, unless, of course, there's some emergency that comes up. But as you look at your priorities, I encourage you, book book the time for those. It's okay to say, I'm going to book a half an hour to read a chapter in this book for my own personal growth. That's okay. And I think some of these things that we feel like we should do, we struggle to give ourselves permission to do it. So think about your own development. Think about what your priorities are as an administrator and then make sure that you're, in my case anyways, make sure my calendar reflects those priorities. Rob, does that resonate with you at all? Yeah, I think, especially if you're you're new to the principal role, 
I think sometimes it feels a little weird to say, well, I, I can't schedule time for reading in the middle of the day, right? But you absolutely can because you are you're pouring into your professional growth and your job is different than the job of somebody teaching in the classroom full time. It just is. And so there would there will be sometimes different requirements and different things that you'll do than they'll do. And there's nothing wrong with that. I I love spending time in the classrooms and hanging out with kids and I want to do more of that. And so when I, you know, when I block out a half hour for reading, I'm like, oh, well, I could just read at night and then I could spend that other half hour in the room, right? I could do that. But then I'm maybe taking away time from my kids or my spouse. So you have so many hours in the day. And if it's for your professional growth, which it is, there's nothing wrong with blocking that time on your calendar. One of the, the things I've done this year when it comes to to-do lists, which has been really helpful for me, is I've been organizing them by place I do them and things I need to accomplish them. So I have a to-do list is just phone calls. I have a to-do list is just things I can do with my computer. I have a to-do list of things that I absolutely have to be in my office to do. And so when I'm sitting there and I got 10 minutes in my day, I can pull up my computer one and I go, okay, I can do this, 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 and this and track it, you know, track it all down kind of delegating by place has been a really helpful thing. So reading would go on there. And that's something I can do usually in my office because that's where the book I'm reading generally is. Unless it's uh, Audible, I'll throw in a pitch for Audible here. I have a commute. And so I listen to an audiobook on my way to work every morning. And I got a 20-minute commute. I can generally get through a book every two weeks. I also listen to it fast-forwarded at like 1.3 times speed. <laughs> <laughs> you get used to it. They don't sound like chipmunks the whole time. You get over that pretty quickly. I don't think I can listen to one at regular speed anymore. I think they're too slow. But using some of that time we have just to be a little more productive and pour into your professional growth, there's nothing wrong with that. And then other things on your calendar, it, it really needs to be something that you kind of live and die by in a sense. Because if you have, if you have a great administrative assistant, Give her access to your calendar and, you know, let her book meetings for you. There's nothing wrong with that. But then if she's going to book meetings effectively, you need to book your own meetings effectively and go, okay, I need this time. I need this. I'm not out of the building for this reason, whatever that is. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Mike, a lot of this is kind of nebulous. Do you have any any really practical things somebody could take and, you know, try out tomorrow if they were listening? For sure. I think for me, the when we're talking about reading, I'm, a, I'm not the world's fastest reader. Um, what I decided to do a long time ago was to do a chapter a day. I think I can do that. I can manage one chapter a day. And, you know, books are going to be, what, 15 chapters long, so you can get through a couple. Hey, that's that's awesome. That's your own personal growth. So, so chapter a day for me has been a big thing. When you're talking about productivity and things that you need to get done, uh, for me, I, I absolutely despise sticky notes. I can't stand seeing sticky notes written in various places. And so what do I do? I sticky note myself to death. Um, if I have something that needs to get done, I write it on a sticky note and I stick it in front of my computer. That will drive me nuts until that sticky note is gone. And so that actually motivates me. And then plus, uh, like you said, you've got your, your running lists of what you can do. I can look at my sticky notes and I can say there. And it's, I don't know, I'm a reward-based guy, maybe. I love it when I can throw a sticky note in the trash. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's a thing for me. Um, I think, really, it, and then the other broader picture that I've alluded to already before is, is to delegate. Um, know, 
even if you delegate, it's going to take you a little bit of time to prepare to delegate because you're going to have to make sure that you're delegating clear expectations to the person that you're you're asking to do something for you. Um, you're going to want to be able to articulate the outcome, make sure that they have the resources that they need to do it. And so there's times when I think, man, if I if I just did this myself, it'd be way easier. But the reality is in delegating, you're building other people as well. So sometimes the time spent to prepare a task for someone else is more important than the time that you would have taken to do it, excuse me, do it yourself. So I think that there's some something there to be unpacked a little bit. Um, but but delegating to, as you build others up, you also want to support them because there are times that they will fail at what you've asked them to do and you're gonna need to go back and help them do it again. But but that's okay because it invests in other people. So I think for me, it's between the calendar, chapter a day, some sticky notes. Those really help me to be productive. Yeah, and those those are good ones. For me, Audible. And then if there's something that you can do in two minutes and you have time, just do it right now. Don't put it on a list somewhere else to do later. If you can just if there's an email that's gonna take two two minutes to write, just write the email and be done with it if you have that time available. And then the the other thing I would point out is a daily reflection of some kind is really beneficial, whether that's a, a journal or I, I carry around an index card with me every day that has kind of like my big three things I need to do for that day. And I will journal on the back of that index card. And I have a, a little index card, little case that I'll file those away. I'll take a picture of it both sides every night and then file that away. And I think when I first started journaling, I thought, oh, I need nice handwriting. I need to fill this whole book. And an index card gives you a really nice size, four or five sentences at the most. And it really helps me be intentional about how my day went because I think the systems are great. But if there's never a time when you go back and look at how you're doing with it, it's really easy to get a to-do list that is mostly items that you haven't done, mostly things that you forgot about. And then sometimes we get so bad where we'll put an item on there we already did just so we can feel like we crossed something off because otherwise we're looking at a whole list of things we haven't accomplished. So that that reflection piece is something I also would encourage with whatever system you're doing, build in time to actually review it and reflect on how your day went. And one other thing, Rob, that I just came up with too, is there's times when we have meetings with parents or staff or whoever, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this as an administrator. If you haven't, you're either lying or it's coming up on your calendar very soon where you're going to have that parent that will go on and on and on and will repeat what they're saying and look for, and you, the focus of the meeting has been established as X and they're going to go through A through L, all of it and bring it up to you. One of the things that I've, I've, I do on a very regular basis is I set definitive end times for my meetings as well. And, and typically what I'll tell parents is uh, when I book a meeting with them or with anybody, I'll say, yeah, I can meet from, with you from one until one thirty on this time. I make sure that I frame both ends, a start and an end. And I'm, I am very responsible to the start of my meeting time. I, that's, that's a huge priority for me because then I'm going to ask them to be responsible to the end of our meeting time. And if I don't have something that's booked after that, um, I always, I tell them that I do, and, but that's okay because for me, you know, meetings that start at four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to say, I, I have something else that I need to get to so I can meet with you till 4.30. Well, what do I have to get to? It's called my home and my family. And that's okay. It's okay to say that you have other things that you need to get to. And maybe you don't have, you know, the next meeting knocking down your door, but that's okay. I'm really being responsible with time and helping families be responsible with time is, is something that's healthy too. So don't be afraid to set and enforce 
beginning and end times of a meeting. Same thing if a family is late to the meeting. Well, they've cut into their time and you may be able to be gracious and extend the end time, but establish those parameters early on in the meeting so everybody knows what the expectations are. Yeah, and that, that's a great point because all time management is doing is you're protecting time. That's what you're doing. You're you're giving you're giving a name to every minute of your day that's going to make it more helpful for you and clarify your focus and just allow you to to accomplish those things because with without it it's sometimes easy, especially given the tasks of being a principal to float from thing to thing without any real goal because you will always find something to stay busy with. But that doesn't mean you're always being productive. Doing things doesn't equate to outcomes all the time, right? Like Mike said, you can sit in your office and do paperwork all day. You totally could. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be productive or helpful for your the long-term growth of your school or the long-term success of you even as an individual. Uh, I think we've we've covered a lot of stuff, and it's one of those things where there's so many things to cover. I definitely encourage uh, people listening, if there's something – that you do, you find really helpful, go leave a, a little comment or a review and let us know what you like, put it in there. And I think those are things that other people would like to see. Cause like I said, it, there's so many different ways to be productive or to try to be productive or what I've run into is there are so many ways that I put so much work into that they've made me less productive. So you need to find something that is, is easy and quick and helps you. <laughs> And for me, it's been the reminders app on my phone. That's been great. I got like 10 different reminders lists and I throw things in there and review that daily. And if I have five minutes, I'll look through whatever appropriate list. And that's been really nice because if there's something taking up my, my headspace, I want to get it out into a list. So when something else comes up, I don't just like lose that fleeting thought. I have everything nice and organized. So I'd be interested to hear what other people use. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and like we said, I think the overall theme of this thing is it is important to have something so that you can effectively manage your time, get things done, and also take care of yourself. So whatever that is, it's got to work for you. There's nobody that can say, here's how to do it. We've offered some suggestions. There will be other things. But find that thing that works for you and and use it to the best of the ability that you can. So um, yeah, I agree, Rob. It's been a fun conversation with this, and uh, I look forward to seeing if anybody has any tips or tricks that they're willing to share. Yeah. You mind if I close this in prayer this week? Please do. Perfect. Dear Lord, thank you for our schools and for the work that you've given us. Thank you for our busyness and our times of rest. Please be with us as we continue to do that work and give us patience, wisdom, and grace to do that work effectively and to your glory. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen.